Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back to discuss Southland Season 2, Episode... No, Season 4, Episode 2. My apologies. This episode... I knew this episode was written by Chio Hadari Coker. I am so very familiar with his style. He always seems to bring in a very interesting conversation. And he's very good at balancing that conversation and he did such a great job this episode it was directed by nelson mccormick i gave this episode a 9.7 out of 10 i really like the ease of which the stories flow together so that once again we have a little bit of everything but it does seem to go back to this theme throughout the entirety of the episode and that theme is what it means to be a cop uh, and a street cop and then the other side of what it means to be a detective and the moralistic uh, halos that kind of go around that so to speak let's talk about Tang and Cooper first because they had pretty much a simplistic day but one that really uh, put Cooper in the in the position of Ben all last uh, season, particularly in the last two seasons, where he was always in the driver's seat. He can ask questions, but he's not allowed to, you know, get answers to his question because there's that hierarchy there. Uh, they do have nice banter as she is reluctant to probably open up to someone even though she requested him she says that they are called the walking dead because they're considered two washed out cops which is hilarious considering dewey is still on the fucking job It was confirmed this episode that Cheeky went to Metro. So she is part of SWAT, I guess. Because we had a reference to Metro this episode. So the reason why I think that's uh, a thing. Their first case of the day is an arm attached to a very expensive bag in which they have no uh, clue how it ended up on the sidewalk. I loved love my favorite part of this episode is when lydia and ruben show up and dewey's right there and lydia just looks at him bitch i hope the fuck you do you'll be a dead son of a bitch i tell you that he didn't even try to want none of that he didn't even try he just turned and walked the fuck away because we know the last time they had an interaction she almost beat his ass about his insensitivity so she very much smiled at at john and i bet it's cool for them too because the way this was filmed it's not as if they do have a lot of scenes in which they're interacting so when they get that opportunity i think they really do enjoy that the actors i can tell but uh she's like did you go in there and look at the id no i was gonna save you the honors of doing that and she's like of course you were and they find out she lives in Bel Air. They task them with the notification. So they go to this nice ass fucking mansion. 
where what did he say mary pickler i'm like i have no idea who the fuck that is either and they notify the husband who comes to the door with the butler that his wife is dead but instead of grieving the loss everyone breaks out in celebration they said ding dong the witch is dead (laughs) in spanish oh they just walked the fuck on off then as uh he tries to gently interrogate her once again and she says suck it up to me it's not going to change your review they see a man walking naked running naked down the street he's like i just needed to go for a run to clear my mind you know you don't have any pants on or clothes for that matter yeah yeah yeah. i just i just needed to go for a run okay well you can take the highway so that you can become someone else's problem later bitch get fucked he is clearly mentally unwell and she does not after especially after the last time they tried to help someone who was mentally unwell and he tried to hang himself (laughs) i wouldn't want that any anyway either i'd be like yeah you hungry because i could eat i could eat they then are or they catch another guy running down the road but he's completely on fire and he's being chased with a guy with an extinguisher so they need to call someone to the scene (laughs) they then go to the porn shop where dewey is there of course he is and he explains that he was in here things just went up in smoke he might have uh i don't know put himself on fire by smoking a cigarette but his his clothes were because he's a meth addict or something to that effect Dewey then starts to ask them what their preferred type of porn is. Tang, like anyone with common sense, would say, I'm leaving. But Cooper's like, I'll entertain this just because I want to know what stupid shit's about to come out your mouth. And he says, I like uh, big women. Beautiful. He says, BWW. Uh, <laughs> um, or no, BBW. Big, beautiful women and he's just like fuck and he's like they're like a moped they're fun when you ride them but you don't want anyone to be caught or catch you riding them or something to that effect oh hi thanks for checking in i'm still a piece of garbage porn and hooker are do porn and hookers are dewey's only friends because i can't see any woman with sanity fucking him or maybe even if you do fuck him it's like a one night stand and i was so drunk i didn't even know what i was doing type of fuck uh i think this pretty much oh no they uh they are then looking for a suspect who is six nine i forgot what the suspect did though i don't recall but they chased him he's a big motherfucker he's like i'm not going back to jail and he's clearly on pcp because usually when they're that fucking strong they're on pcp so it takes three of the motherfuckers to get him under control and it seems that uh those those uh pins in john's back is definitely working out he asked his partner if she's okay because she was definitely definitely the weakest in that situation they tasered him he still was like you're a fucking choir boy compared to me a choir boy oh that was the guy from the robbery that's what i forgot about yeah he was um no 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 
maybe he was from a robbery i'm not sure that uh that is when we find out when she's driving that she stopped thinking or caring what people think ever since she told her father she was going to be a cop or family so my guess is they're estranged on the way out of the station later after this shift john is updated by dewey about ben's recent activity how he slapped a black chick um (laughs) the jokes afterwards were funny even though they were terrible but uh and i think part of it too uh, there's a lot of hazing and mm, it's a lot of undertones going on between these characters that i thoroughly enjoy but he says that tang has a new nickname it's wu-tang because she'd be kicking ass and he said it to make her feel better and it's just nice seeing john really put forth the effort to be kind to someone and and to really give the emotional support to his partner that he really kind of never did for for ben despite how much he truly admired the shit out of that man he probably did want him to be his new daddy but he was going through his own problems and couldn't adopt a son and now look where he's at he needs some milk and that pretty much was the conclusion of their story it was just more like the crazy shit you have to deal with every day in los angeles i do think that that's an understated part of the job is just how many crazy fucking people are out there that they have to like deal with (laughs) and considering i barely want to deal with the customers i have it's a little bit of an insight right then we get the ben and sammy story line which is a lot more active we start with them at jones house which jones that's a nice damn house here comes the money here we go money talk here comes the money i find this interesting the conversation that happens because both jones and sammy live like two hours from the station because they prefer to live as far away from where they actually are policing and have to work there's probably a lot of safety in that as well then you have uh ben who says oh it's closer to the station but he's still attached to that idea of being a part of the community of actually being and living in the same place that he polices despite his attitude and we can see that attitude being massaged there's this this balance that needs to be maintained between how you react and because i felt in a lot of ways sammy coaching ben after the shit he pulled last season is uh is a little like i know shy had to be rolling her eyes like motherfucker you took a dude out in the desert and had him dig a fucking hole and you're gonna tell him that oh you were wrong yes he was wrong but at the same time it was far more understandable than what the fuck you were doing (laughs) like if we're gonna put in comparison crossing the line i think that that up there i think you're gonna be living in a glass house bruh you're living in a glass house but it does feel at times as if there there needs to be in a a push and pull on this is the job 
uh becoming cynical towards it and then kind of being pulled back in the direction of but we're here to serve and if you aren't what it feels like if you aren't in that in a good partnership or in a good uh envelope of officers that understand that balance needs to be maintained then you can very easily fall into someone like dewey that shouldn't be on the streets but is and that's a whole other whole other thing but after this particular oh there's a conversation that happens here too that was rather um telling because ben is approached by a very attractive looking black woman and jones says to sammy white boys like sammy ain't white what is he really not caucasian now i could be wrong too because i know some people are not caucasian and we think that they're caucasian so i there there could be some hispanic in sammy that i'm aware of or that the show is trying to they've never really made it explicitly clear one way or another so i don't want to assume but i just thought it was weird when he said like not y'all white boys white boys he says uh you know a regular average brother you know he'll take what he can get you know he don't have that standard of black woman if she's uh, cute enough and attracted to him you know he ain't gotta have the stand out in the crowd but white dudes white men they need to always go for beyonce's when they get to the station apparently he is not content ben because he says i decompress a different way so basically he's a man whore and he has his eye on anawat and is deciding that he's gonna act like a kindergarter and instead of just asking for her number as sammy points out he wants to haze her after their first meeting with their new captain captain was it rucker i think it was captain joel rucker who is hysterical they have their first meeting with him he got posters up militarizing basically we're gonna be out of our fucking patrol cars stop with the fucking lattes stop with trying to act like we're not here to serve because i need people to be put in fucking jail and i need for y'all to start stepping up y'all game out there because if you do not cut it because someone asked why do we all got uh mcdonald's applications <laughs> you can start filling out a line if you fuck up keep filling out one line for each fuck up because you will be let go in this department you get no bitches Walt is a p2 as well however she's still struggling i think that this is something that probably happens to a lot once they get past boot they're given a lot more agency which means that there's not anyone there helping them with their mistakes and uh ben completely forgot what that felt like as they go to a uh they go to break up a what were they doing just a dice they put a bet on who is going to run faster in a race to get away between (laughs) two of them jones and sammy they then roll up on them everyone dips out 
they had four but unfortunately anawa lost one so now they have to go around the neighborhood looking for them they found they find a kid with a shoe and they're like look if i let you if i take you and give you a happy meal and let you turn on the sirens will you tell me where this shoe belongs to who this shoe belongs to and they take them to or he takes them to a house and then they just be like please and then they go into the house i do kind of feel like maybe they should have not i don't know but i guess if you're searching for a suspect and this is where you've been told that suspect went i don't think i don't know all the rules but it feels like that's the case and they did acknowledge as soon as they went in they were like uh yeah ma'am sorry we're looking for someone uh do you know who the owner of the shoe is they said they came in here and she was hiding this person from the police he tries to run swings a bat at uh ben who reacts horrifyingly and i understand they just recently lost it well uh, did they just recently but you would think sammy would be far more the one that's like a fucking bat are you like backing it up but he's kind of like dude why are you tripping (laughs) uh he's like come on back it up back it up you're losing your temper you're losing your temper and then he does ask a really good question and i like this and how they actually talked about it afterwards once the the anger of the moment settled down to a certain extent where he asked like why would you why would you harbor someone where he mob people more than he is than you are and on one hand i do get it but on the other man there are better ways to help someone than harboring a fugitive that you don't even know what they did just because they're black and that is exactly what the issue is in the black community sometimes we stand only for the skin color and not actually (laughs) start treating people the way their actions deserve for them to be treated uh he's arrested and then later they do talk jones and anna walt as well as sammy and uh ben where ben says you know she is right but he says they don't want us there and we don't want to be there and that's when jones says yeah for the longest time y'all was whooping our ass so they asked why they wanted to be a cop and then you find out that Anna Watt's uncle was a cop and then he said someone came to our class one time and it was an officer and something about the way he uh carried himself you know stuck with me so there is something for the black community that they are getting from being a police officer in their community that they feel Uh, rather it's um heritage or just inspired to do so that's why and you know they they get another call at that point but they could have easily lingered on that much but that was enough and then telling him very quickly like yeah it's easy for you to say that but what came before (laughs) particularly in la and everywhere to be quite frank um you know it's just it's a sad situation but it is the situation i think that goes back more to what lydia was saying either it was saying later i can't get words together right now my apologies (laughs) 
but this is the job you know there's so i have to do my part and then there's another person who does their part and another person does their part and that was decided hundreds of years ago and that is the way it is and the system is not perfect not by any means and all you can ever do is try to make it better i think it's telling that (laughs) the two caucasians had very different reasons for them joining up to serve one because he thought it was a joke with his friends so he stumbled into it which does explain why he had such respect respect for nate and what he was trying to teach him and impart on him and maybe part of him will remember that recall his legacy but the second is ben when he's like oh i used to think about their situations because you're trying to be the white savior they say captain save a ho <laughs> did you notice that there was like said he said get people as informants they could have arrested crystal was that her name that was tiffany boone and i i kept saying i know that actress and i googled it that was tiffany boone uh if you didn't watch that nicole kidman drama that i don't even recall the name i did a podcast on it um she was in that she's in some other stuff too but uh that's how they were able to get the information to the stash house even though yo pimp is right there so he know you gave up that information but she's like ah he gonna kick my ass if i'm arrested then why are you running around with a crack pipe girl hide that shit i don't know why that was <laughs> my thought process but it was so then they get to their call and uh, the lady's trying to explain to the other officer like this the her cat always comes over in my yard shit my daughter don't know the difference so now she come home now she come in with shit all over so today i went to knock on her door and have a conversation and this bitch uh shot at me did you see a gun no but i heard a gunshot and i know what that means there's a gun fuck this shit i'm out Mm-mm. fuck this shit i'm out no thanks don't mind me i'ma just grab my stuff and leave excuse me please fuck this shit i'm out no fuck this shit i'm out all right then i don't know what the fuck just happened but i don't really care i'm gonna get the fuck up out of here this shit i'm out they approach the door announce themselves as police officers and ben spots the gun before shots run out they need to call swat but they have to put that through their new their new police captain and i will say it was nice to see someone show up i mean he came right to the scene even though he's like can you hear shaft i laughed at that so hard i don't know what that says about me as a person (laughs) but it do look like shaft showed up in the fucking car <laughs> he's like why y'all cry what the fuck he she she fired at us sir it sounded like a big gun he's like we ain't calling metro for this shit what go get my fucking suitcase in the car 
who was she asking for she asking for pastors and her cat and some cat food okay all right let me handle this shit he goes up to the door acting like he's a preacher she comes to the door but she still has the weapon she's like take one more step and i'm gonna shoot your ass ben grabs her cat really quickly and it's like okay i'm gonna need you to put down the gun and i will give you your cat and she puts down the gun except she got a revolver so the police captain has to take her out with some rubber bullets i'm the man up in this piece you'll never see the light of day who the fuck you think you fucking with i'm the police i run shit here you just live here king kong ain't got shit on me small part i missed about anawat losing her her guide i like that sammy brought up oh you that didn't happen to you why you acting like that's not some shit that that happened to you but i guess because you a p2 now you you can give people a hard time because he gave her a really fucking hard time because you want to fuck her boy get out of here he also apparently has a thing for swirling right now first it was old bitches now it's uh black bitches (laughs) they roll up in a parking lot where the owner has called the police because there's a whole bunch of kids dancing around listening to music they break it up this is where we started the episode out and i just knew and i didn't even know all the information even when she was all up in her face i'm like uh you need to you need to push that girl now this is the part where i think and i think they did such a good job like i said chio does a he's amazing with balancing the story where you can see it both ways right sometimes the community makes it fucking hard for someone to keep their chill but they are and this is why they are given a gun and a badge held to a higher standard than the rest of us that would probably say well if you spit in my face you getting smacked the fucking yours i'm a thought i'll own it i'm not ashamed your friend clearly assaulted a police officer he's in the middle of arresting her and you up here pushing on him throwing things at him then you gonna spit in my face he hit her with a closed fist though (laughs) he didn't even slap her he didn't even push her real hard he punched her so it's probably one of those i saw red things because there's nothing to me nothing to me more disgusting than spitting in my face i don't know what germs you have I don't know how far that can this can actually affect me no that that's just one of my pet peeves personally so i don't i i don't think i i could put anyone in a bad position for punching someone if you spit in their face (laughs) in my mind (laughs) shit you shouldn't have done it but he's an officer of the law he uh he called for his partner but you saw that and this is a weird scene the way it was shot because it felt like sammy hesitated right before he went and helped like he heard it he saw what was happening but he didn't rush forward um and maybe that was him being like you're a p2 now you're gonna have to learn how to handle a crowd situation especially i mean it's two little girls you're gonna you're gonna have to handle two little girls you need to be firm you need like you have to have this authority which is something that uh i would say who i'm spacing right now john always has on the streets he has that authority when he speaks people fucking listen 
<laughs> or otherwise it's just going to become physical but he doesn't even have that and he's like ma'am can you stop can you stop can you stop can you stop no you need to be able to firmly get this bitch to back up like cuff the one to the thing push the other one off i felt bad for him in that situation but he also panicked in that situation and i think that's what sammy was trying to say but i also am like sammy why didn't you move faster <laughs> you saw he was struggling just just get to him a lot sooner he punches the chick everybody's recording it and now he's that guy as he goes to the principal's office and is told after the he's explaining to him how the situation went down which he's right you know you spit on me that's assault technically the minute she was fucking putting hands like i don't get when people do that like that is never a thing i would contemplate oh someone else is getting arrested let me go jump on the other officer and then get mad when he like pushes on me uh no (laughs) unless i'm seeing something like that's absolutely out of and even then there's not much i'm going to be able to do to help you in this situation besides start recording i'm not gonna fucking (laughs) jump in there and then now there's two people and one of us might get shot or both of us and that would be our fault like sometimes you just gotta mind your business and i felt like that was your friend and you needed to mind your business she did something stupid stay on the sidelines call her mama whatever but she put herself in trouble i don't know why he was acting like that i did laugh when jones was like i got a niece can you go over and straighten her out <laughs> and it's not that they don't want police in black communities they just want good police officers in black communities <laughs> i think that that is such a misconstrued thing oh they don't want us there no we don't want to be abused and unfortunately if we're going by the statistics it's more prevalent than not so of course i understand but i I feel like this is i feel like ben is becoming eroded a bit he's becoming cynical very quickly um he is becoming disenfranchised with what he has to deal with and it's making him resentful i think he wasn't happy to be told that you know because the captain's like this is a new world like hey we had a lot more lead way back in the day i understand why you punched her and i could give you a free pass and, and treat you like an individual but unfortunately this gets out a it reflects on all of us but two all it does is support a narrative that's already out there which is why it's more important than ever that you have to keep your cool especially if you're a black officer especially if you're around a black crowd it's just that's the nature of the job let's go over to lydia and ruben who at first investigate the hit and run they're able to locate the vehicle uh, two officers are outside the home a woman answers the door she got a kid in her hand another kid and they go in the garage to look at the car and this poor woman is inside i mean ran over so badly he's talking about he thought he hit a coyote a fuck look at all this damn blood you didn't think to clean it up you didn't think to consider maybe it what you didn't look underneath the hood of your fucking car and look down there but like you know where's all this blood coming from it seems to keep on be leaking (laughs) his front bumper all jacked up you ain't called insurance 
and if it was i mean uh, no he knew he did something fucked up he's arrested for dui and i'm so 100 percent with lydia like oh that's cold fuck him he ran someone over because he was drinking and driving which those are always the people that pay the price for that type of shit not only that you didn't even think to call because you know deep down in your soul you fucked up and you didn't own your actions secondly they're gonna be spending hours scraping that woman off that damn car he should be forced to help amen to that shit they then investigate a convenience store murder where this guy who clearly has this long rap sheet was a snitch turned out he snitched on someone for a crime that they did not commit and they spent 22 fucking years in jail because of it oh please jesus let me kill this nigga so very understandably when he got his ass out he tracked that motherfucker down and shot him in cold blood the unfortunate thing is is the dumbass convenience store owner gonna mop up the crime scene talking about do you know how hard it is to get blood out of manilium bitch this is your concern there's a dead man here they go to to of course the number one suspect's house and he says that his grandmother was his alibi she's played by marla gibbs and while he says that you know it's a good thing dna evidence exonerated me i ain't had nothing to do with that i'm mad at him they even i mean the minute he limped out i'm sure lydia was like this bitch is guilty (laughs) i don't know why ruben took a hard i think ruben in his mind felt that it was fair you know you stole 22 years of my life now he has to go back to jail for the rest of his life and you can't even really sue him right because uh he was a snitch and that's the thing you know dna evidence just wasn't a thing 22 years ago that could have i mean how many people it's why this is the main reason why i don't believe in the death penalty it's not because i don't necessarily believe in the i mean if you murder and rape little kids i am going to want to see you fry that's just i don't think you should exist live (laughs) put them in a dark hole whatever the fuck needs to happen whether that's moralistically right or not on a basis on a uh what's the what's the word <laughs> basis that's not the word um i can't think of it right now but visceral level that is that's my feelings however i cannot support the death penalty because too many people have been murdered and innocent and simply if you can if if the system isn't perfect enough to support a hundred percent accuracy on the death penalty then it doesn't need to be the death penalty should be abolished that's just my two cents on it because one person is enough and there's been thousands if not millions of people in the past that uh have been executed and have been absolutely fucking innocent of crimes and i ain't even talking about in like in america either <laughs> other places also have had this issue uh but they just hanged it back in the day they didn't do all this death row stuff now they abolished uh and because of that they did abolish the death penalty <laughs> that's exactly why <laughs> i think the last person that was even hanged was a woman that clearly was mentally unwell 
and should have totally been sent to jail uh for possibly even manslaughter because he was uh, uh, thoroughly abusive and that's after that public outright rage they're like we can't just keep killing people without uh, there's no what the fuck she wasn't innocent granted but she definitely shouldn't have been sentenced to death what other things did i want to discuss with this case because they they go to the mama's house or the grandmother's house they wait for him to leave she has dementia ruben feels like this might not be good but he's like he can't have it both ways uh if he says his grandma can alibi him then she can give permission for us to search the laundry room and they find the evidence they need to arrest him because there's blood on the shoes Ruben's like I can't believe there's blood on his shoes he sees them and takes a makes a run for it Ruben chases and he pulls his gun on him and he's like look I could have shot you by now and I'm like he didn't have a you didn't have to shoot him he could have you could have shot him in the leg I mean that's the thing I feel like how from what I can see last episode it feels like when they shoot it doesn't ever seem like it's supposed to not be to kill <laughs> and I think that's part of the problem <laughs> part of the problem like him sitting there with a crowbar it just gonna take some momentum force for you to do that i have enough time to shoot you in the fucking arm and the fucking leg okay uh it may not be perfect but fuck i can at least try before i reach up and shoot you the other two don't take that long but he don't have to make that decision because he's like why didn't you because lydia came out of fucking nowhere and linebacked him i'm a boss ass bitch 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 back at the station Ruben still has a problem with this he's like look you just want him to be guilty because she said when she rolled up I'm never surprised when they're guilty I'm only surprised when they're innocent and she points out because he even talks about how they could get rid of the evidence and she's like that's not our job that's not our position our position is to collect the facts and then it's the it's the job of the prosecutor's office at that point to see what they want to do with those facts but you can't erase the crime just because there are mitigating circumstances right my guess is he's not going to jail for the rest of his life for bumping off this piece of shit that put him in the jail for 22 my guess is his mental condition's probably going to be pulled into it if he gets a really good lawyer he can go in maybe get sentenced for 10 years come out in five for murder cold blood murder that is most likely what's going to happen to this man because they are going to take those mitigating circumstances into effect and that's why it's not a officer's or a detective's job to do that all we do is speak for the victim whether they're good they're bad we are to solve what happened to them and it's not a perfect system no one's ever saying it but it's the best one we got and ain't nobody came up with nothing better yet so she says i'm gonna go get some coffee and as soon as she did i just thought about his wife uh simone missick who told luke cage she wanted to get some coffee except it meant a totally different thing
cover my thoughts and feelings on this episode as stated really enjoyed it let's hear from queen shy about her feelings on this episode Christina, it's me, Shy. I'm here to give my feedback for Southland season four, episode two. Um, I'm not. I'm trying to decide whether or not it's because I'm tired or what. But I had a hard time getting into this episode. Um, it wasn't like. I, I mean, I can't say that it was a horrible episode. Um, I'm again not sure. It's because I'm tired and and just not able to fully engage in what I'm watching. Um, the storylines for this one were, let me see, some guy that was caught on fire and come to find out he was watching porn in a, in a video store, a, a sex store and not a video store sex store and he caught on fire i'm like (laughs) but i'm like why are you running Uh, yeah i guess he's high because i'm like i don't understand why you're running down the street and like like, stop drop and roll we learned that early (laughs) i don't even know if that's effective but whatever it had to be better than running and then we got the dude that's chasing after him with a fire extinguisher it's like sir can you stop um so then we have the other guy that ended up murdering this snitch um and then he has the has the um alzheimer's grandma and yeah um i I might have missed a chunk on that one and so that was lydia's story with her new partner ruben um oh yeah oh my gosh the other one where the um uh, the woman that was caught. I'm like, sir, how in the world you were that blitz that you did not know you ran over a person and it wasn't it in the city. So how did you think it was a coyote? Oh my gosh. And so the poor woman. <laughs> uh, then there was, I mean, it, it, I mean, it shouldn't be funny, but it was funny when they were like, when uh, John and Tang, is that her name? Uh, I don't, anyway, um, they went to um, <laughs> tell the husband, and <laughs> that thing was funny. I ain't gonna lie, because um, I did for a second think that. I mean, I was wondering why he was so sad, because it seemed like they were separated, because she's because he was talking about how she was with her boyfriend. So I'm like, I can't believe he's that choked up about her, his husband, her, his wife being dead when it doesn't seem like they're together. I mean, obviously, I'm sure. I mean, I wasn't thinking that what I was going to see, I was going to see. Um, <laughs> but so that was a that was a silly, crazy moment. Um, then we get Dewey being Dewey. Um yeah, so I guess Chicky really is gone, gone. So um, then we got the black chick, the black cop that's 
forgetful i mean i don't know i mean i'm not gonna lie like i said this i I was trying to stay with it we see the new captain who oh yeah the 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 old woman that was uh just i'm like i i I guess because there's a lot going on and i'm like what is happening this episode it was just so it just seems so sporadic and there's just a whole bunch of stuff happening with in certain spots with no rhyme or reason or just you know usually we get a bit of a backstory but it was just getting a whole bunch of different things happening um with the different um characters um and we got um ben and sammy which I'm liking Sammy a lot more in at at the moment. I mean, we're not seeing Tammy, thank God. And he, as as a um, training officer, so to speak, I guess, or the senior officer, patrol officer, he seems to be more mature and more grounded um, this season. At least to this point, it's only episode two, um, but it just seems like you know after stepping down as a detective. He's a lot more, I can tolerate him a lot better. So there's that. Um, ben continues to just um, sleep around, doing his thing. I mean, you, hey, he's young, you know, go for it. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, the old, I think I'm going all over the place, but the old lady with the, you know, just shooting, I'm like, ma'am. What the hell? Like, I, I'm not understanding what the problem is. <laughs> you know, it's like, and then she just comes out because of her cat, but she's, you know, shooting up cops. It, it just, it, I just, I wasn't understanding. I didn't understand what was going on. Um, and so, yeah. And then the, like I said, the guy with the grandma who had Alzheimer's, you know, he ended up shooting the guy that I guess he blamed for his life going down the toilet. Um, I'm like, sir, you're gonna, I don't know, just like people are just being dumb in this episode. <laughs> Maybe I just, and I'm just, uh, I've had a long week and just, I don't have the patience to watch stupid people do dumb things or people do dumb things. I mean, I hate to call them stupid, but you know. Um, and I've been dealing with uh, not the brightest stuff or people this week and so my patient level for or my tolerance level for stupidity is just not where it needs to be um so i'll leave it to you to um draw on the empathy and the sympathy because i just don't have it i just don't have it today it's just not i give it all out to my client so when i get home i don't have any left (laughs) I'm drained. It's over. So, um, yeah, I'll let you deal. I'll let you uh, dish out all the compassion. Um, I'm just going to call them all stupid. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace and black or magic. Queen of the couch. Shy. Thank you, Queen Shy, for your thoughts on the episode. Yeah, you did mention to me that you haven't really been feeling it, thinking maybe you're getting a little burnout. Um, but this was pretty much a, a more analytical episode than it was uh, an explosive one. So I can see uh, I can see this being a little bit more uh, conversation heavy, <laughs> breaking it down in that respect. So I, uh, I totally get it, especially if you're tired. 
but a few things that um you were asking about it is tang uh that's her name lucy lou's character and then somebody had to put that man out shit what was they gonna do you know that was like a prop extra though that he really was probably set himself on fire and then he had to chase him and put him out and they did it the whole stunt for that scene so not only was it just probably the owner chasing him down i figured it was just probably (laughs) the person on that set that day that's like uh yeah um make sure the scene goes goes uh goes down without a whole bunch of bullshit no no deaths no deaths true i agree sammy does seem very much matured um i have not it's only been two episodes in found myself annoyed with his character and lastly that that woman was a crazy white bitch that's what he's like uh <laughs> what did jones say he said granada or something grand i don't even remember but yeah she had cover on she was just prepared to kill people that day for whatever reason uh she didn't seem like she was mentally well and she was gonna go down with that fucking ship and it meant taking people out so <laughs> uh, i think that was the running theme with a lot of people just uh people who harm others and people who harm themselves and then uh how the police have to deal with those situations but uh hopefully next week's episode is better for you if you don't uh want to send feedback as always as i always state like if it's not not feeling it like you know i don't even want to watch this shit you don't have to i'm here for you i'll do all the jobs sometimes it does you just like to listen that's why i took the schedule off because there are days that i just want to go listen to the podcast and i'm still not where i want to be because i'm like two episodes behind on bald move listening for house of the dragon i haven't listened to anyone else's podcast about house of the dragon because then when i'm have the time for podcasts i'm usually watching a tv show for me to podcast so i'm still working out on balancing things too and then reading is still good for you like reading a book an actual book not reading online (laughs) Uh, and then i play my little games that i play to keep my mind busy because it's supposed to help with alzheimer's there are plenty of things that that definitely to avoid burnout uh that you can also do that um that's completely i think not only understandable but probably healthy i definitely am trying to find less time that i'm looking at my phone for like notifications and shit (laughs) uh even unplugging like they said that like you can get very irritated just by checking your messages and notifications and shit i always thought they were bullshitting but i looked into it it's got some legit facts to back it up it's not to say all of it's bad because a little most of them are you know overselling the idea of the negative effects but i think that with this age and i know my personal enjoyment of being on it that's what i like to do uh there is that need to unplug in a way some way but if you want us to feedback for our next episode anyone out there listening like our couch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease black or magic <laughs>